Welcome to The Foreign Object. I'm your host, The New Age Rizzo, and we have a very big announcement for all the foreigners. Oh, that, come on. That's, that's not the name of the people listening, is it? I was thinking that would be a good name. Uh, and then you said it and realized it was bad? Or do you still Just think it's Just a little good? bit. Like, then I realized, well, <laughs> there might be some actual foreigners. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So, no, yeah, we're not using that. It was a good shot, though. Yeah, it was, um, it was a good try. Good try. So, since this announcement has to do mostly with you... Right. Would you... Let's make it. Last week I announced that I'd be having a new Twitter handle this week, and I have it. Drumroll, please. <laughs> no, not that drumroll. Um, so, my new Twitter handle, let's just get out of the way, is at... Walk with Geo. You guys heard it. Heard it here first. So go ahead. Before you even listen to this podcast, go on Twitter and follow me at Walk with Geo. And that's G I O? That's G I O. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was the most exciting part of this podcast. Yeah. The rest of this will probably not be so exciting. Um, Let's just go ahead and get some heavy news out of the way. Okay. This past weekend, um, Wrestling World lost three uh, wrestlers in the same day. Yeah. Uh, Brickhouse Brown, mm-hmm. Nikolai Volkov, yes. and uh, Grandmaster Sexay, Brian Lawler, Brian Christopher, uh, all passed away in the same day. Uh, pretty sad, as it always is when a wrestler passes this time it was three in the same day, which is crazy. Yeah. I actually, when I woke up that morning and like hopped on social media mm-hmm. and I saw that, um, like there was so many posts above all three of them. I was like, wait a minute. Did they pass bef- like before and they're just mentioning? Right. Like, are they, like, saying it's been a year or something, and I didn't realize it? Right. But then, because at first I thought they were saying, um, uh, what's his name? Because I was still kind of, like, half in my sleep. Right. So, what's his name that passed, uh... When, last year? Yeah, I think so, uh... That I because ha- I, I also got confused when he passed with like, because he was also like a Russian wrestler. Mm, um, oh, yeah, his name was also Nikolai. No, yeah, I he believe shares so. one of the names. Yeah, so I thought that that's what they were um, saying. Like it's been a year since he passed, but then I realized that no, that wasn't what was going on. So right. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there's some heavy news out of the way. Um, More news. There's a lot of contracts coming up. Uh, really? Expiring soon. Yeah. Like who? Um, well, one, everybody's kind of been talking for a while. Daniel Bryan's expires exactly a month from now. September 1st, it will expire uh-huh. with the WWE. But also, um, going into next year, 
Shinsuke Nakamura contract will expire, AJ Styles contract will expire, and both Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson's contracts will expire hmm. with WWE. All the big because they signed Japan all those guys stars. really relatively close to each other. Yeah. So yeah, those contracts coming up quick. A lot of question, a lot of talk about, you know, who if any of them will sign. If it's a smart idea for any of them to sign or re-sign, um, I think possibly AJ Styles will re-sign him. He's a WWE champion right now. He has had the WWE championship probably for longer in his time in the WWE than he hasn't had it. Yeah. Um, so that's probably no question. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see the Good Brothers get on out and actually be able to, you know, work. Yeah. And do good things. And I think same thing with Shinsuke. Um, which also at this moment probably doesn't seem like he wouldn't resign because he's the United States champion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and it's not like they're not using him in, like, storylines and stuff. Unlike... Yeah. Uh, the Unlike club, the club, the good brothers. They're not being used at all. Um, earlier this week, you told me not to get like on the dirt sheets, which I don't often do. Right. And I'm still wondering why you told me not to well, do that. Well, for this, gonna... it was for that. For that. Yeah. Oh. oh, wow. That's a big, I think, a big story. That's four, well, you said four you, five competitors you in the WWE that are like, I want to see your reaction. Well, yeah, I thought that would be a good um, reaction from you, yeah, know? no, I really didn't you did, care. You were sitting here wearing a Shinsuke Nakamura shirt, and you don't care. Because I have faith that a lot of them will resign. I think they'll all resign. Okay. Well. Yeah, I, I think the reaction you you should be waiting for is if any of them were to not resign. So, yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, it happens. Contracts come to an end renegotiating happens and sure yeah um so i mean aside from that nothing else outside um some 2k19 stuff some screenshots and some info about the new game mode um i don't know if anybody likes the 2k games um why I personally don't think they uh doing too well. You're always I always see you playing 2K. Right, but it's because what else am I going to play? Fortnite? I'm not a sheep, man. I mean, I guess um we're going to get like off I said, topic if we say things like that. Well, like I said, um they released some stuff. It doesn't seem like uh anything will improve from there. All right, so let's just get into raw wasn't great as we always have to mention sure um raw starts out with roman reigns coming out to uh address brock lesnar and for the most part he says he has respect for bob for bob of course um and yeah he calls out brock lesnar and paul Heyman comes out does the thing that Paul Heyman always does, introduces himself and what he does and for who and whatever. Um, but I think for the most part, Roman Reigns did really good on his promo. Yeah. 
Especially going, you know, toe-to-toe with Paul Heyman. Yeah. One of the best on the mic in the wrestling business. I'd agree. So, um, I think since there's, like, not that much that I really want to talk about Raw, I'm just going to cover that whole... Right, because the focus of the night kind of was Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam, Universal Championship. Yeah, and I liked that, that they kept doing segments with the whole, like, wanting Brock Lesnar to come out, but he wouldn't, and Kurt Angle threatened Paul Heyman saying he'll terminate him from the WWE, or terminate (laughs) his contract. Terminate his contract from the WWE um, if he doesn't get Brock Lesnar to the ring. Right. Yeah. So that ends up being segments where he's trying to... Paul Heyman pretty much tries to convince Brock Lesnar to come out to the ring throughout the night. And I liked that. How did you feel about that? Um... I mean, I'm very indifferent with Brock Lesnar at the moment, and I think I kind of have always been. I guess it's better and it's new than, you know, both of them come out. Paul Heyman says all this stuff about the conqueror and conquering and reigning, defending, and Brock just kind of sits behind him and jumps up and down a little bit with the shoulder on, with the title on his shoulder. Um, I guess it was new and refreshing and uh, yeah. shocking at the end of this whole scenario yeah. um so i guess it was you know it, it was brings, refreshing it was, and, it was new yeah and it brings a little bit of story into it like because then it leaves you wondering like all right so, so at one point in the night um lesnar grabs Heyman, or so Heyman says that he he explains why he needs him to go down to the ring right and he's like at least do it for me as a friend and that kind of ticks off Lesnar, and he grabs him by his coat and says, let's get things clear, we're not friends, which kind of leaves us confused, because as far as we knew, we thought they were friends the whole time. Right. And and also, he, he mentioned something like, how long have you been leeching off me? Like, he didn't know yeah. that Paul Heyman was getting a cut from his stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, I think that brings... More to, I think, Lesnar's character, if anything, Mm. because up till then, we just thought he was a guy that wants to show up, do some suplexes, and get his check, and then leave. Right. Which is still pretty much what he wants to do, but it's adding now a conflict to what he thought he was showing up to do. Right. Um, You bringing that up kind of makes me feel like none of it makes sense. In kayfabe, because in kayfabe, his contract orders him to show up and he'll be paid for matches and to show up on TV. And in real life, he gets paid for matches and to show up on TV. Mm-hmm. And he's now refusing to do none of them. He's not getting paid because he's holding the title. He's getting paid for matches and to show up on TV. So it doesn't True. make sense that he's like, I don't want to face anyone. You're not making money then. I don't want to go out there. You're not making money then. So does to me, they're kind of ignoring that fact that we all know is fact, mm-hmm. just to build him up as like I don't care about anyone except for myself. 
Which doesn't make sense, because if he did care for himself, he would show up and have a match. Because true. that's how he has to get paid. That's true. But... They're making him seem more, like... I would I would want him to be, like, the... They're, they're making it out too much like he cares about being the champion versus caring about making money. Which I'd like Brock to be. Show up and pretend like he's only there for the money. Which is almost a reality, but... Show us that side of it. Well, what if that's what they're trying to get at? But they're not because he's refusing matches. Okay, so what if because he's finding out that Heyman is taking a cut, that's why he's refusing to do the matches because he wants to get rid of Heyman Mm. under him? Okay, fair. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just me. So Brock Lesnar is actually an intellectual villain, (laughs) and we just didn't know it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Nonetheless, he's a villain. Oh, for sure. And yeah, if we want him to have matches and he does them, then that means he's doing what we want him to do, and that wouldn't make him a villain anymore. Sure. Um. So after he says that they're not friends, Constable Corbin and Kurt Angle go out. They wait for Brock Lesnar to show up, obviously. Which didn't seem like was going to happen. Heyman comes out and does his whole, my name's Paul Heyman. But he doesn't do it in the very Paul Heyman way that we know him to do. Right, which I liked. Yeah, because... he had like his tie undone. He looked like a mess. He looked like a man who was about to be fired. And not only fired, finds out he's not friends with someone he thought he was friends with. (laughs) Right, sure. So, that was pretty good. And that made me realize that Heyman hasn't lost his um his touch in as far as like his character or like just entertainment i guess sure like he still has it um gets in the ring basically begs to not be fired says like it has nothing to do with me like uh lesnar should be the one that's getting um What's it called? Reprimanded. Yeah. He also even admitted that Brock Lesnar is a terrible universal champion. True. Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> and then Kurt Angle says, you know what? Your contract is terminated. And that's what brings Lesnar out. Right. I've, I don't know if those two things were connected. Which goes back to the thing of like me saying maybe he didn't want to come out because he knew he knew that, that he he's being gonna... leached from right. So when the contract is terminated, he can't get paid for Lesnar showing up. Right. Right. So that, that's when he shows up. Boom! A hundred percent of the cut for showing up on Raw. Yeah. That what what is it like half a million to show up on Raw goes completely to him. Yep. Not really because he was on camera backstage right right, right. <laughs> but but yeah um so then he goes out asks kurt if he has a problem with him <laughs> Asks constable corbin do you have a problem with me then just hits kurt angle with the f5 yeah and if that's not the scariest thing uh, <laughs> brock lesnar has done in his run so far as universal champion that i don't know what is 
hitting Kurt Angle with the F5? Just saying, you have a problem with me? Oh. And then... And then attacking? And then attacking. You know what? Like, so as well, I was watching that part, like, and he then he goes to Corbin and says, do you have a problem with me? Part of me, like, sensed that Baron Corbin did have a problem with him. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just as a... As an individual. <laughs> as an individual that works hard every day. Right. And now this guy just shows up and made, I don't know how many millions in front of his face. Yeah. And yeah. Especially because Baron think... had a match that night. Yeah. Worked hard. Probably didn't make even a fraction of what Brock Lesnar made just for showing up on the show. Yeah. Some, I feel like any superstar in that position would have had that look of like, yes, yeah. I actually do have a problem with you. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's something other people might have sensed, but I definitely sensed that right. from Corbin. Right. And that almost, you know, I, I have to bring this up right now because there's probably not a better time to bring it up. Inst- on Instagram, WWE put like, oh, tonight on Raw, uh, Brock Lesnar will be here. So will Ronda Rousey. So unsuspended. And then Rollins put a comment that says, and I'm here every week. Almost like... You guys it's are true. putting so much focus on these people who are barely here. Yeah. The people who are here every single week yeah, which get are, nothing from you guys. And they're supposedly draws. Right. And it's like, the thing is, like, I don't understand how someone could be so much of a draw that you kind of forget about the other, like, your talent that kind of, like, carries the company pretty much. Right. Because I think, I think for me, like, whether Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar shows up or doesn't, I'm still going to watch the the product. I think yeah. if anything it draws people that weren't planning on watching. Yeah, and then they see everyone else and they're like No, no, I mean watch, or what do you mean? Like people that aren't even casual watchers. Okay. Like say you're you're scrolling through your Instagram, you're, okay. you don't watch wrestling. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you see Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey advertised for some show called Monday Night Raw. Right. You just look at it and go, oh, interesting. And then keep... Oh, keep, okay. So it doesn't pushing. even draw is what you're saying. Yeah. That's okay, what I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, sure. If anything. Yeah. So, who knows? I'm not... Um, I'm not looking at the... Uh, the ratings every week to find out if right. they really and draw we're, or not. Right, and we don't get the, like, you know, the business spreadsheets on how many people are saying that they tune in for Ronda Rousey and how many yeah. shirts that Ronda how about Rousey that, in. Dave and... Meltzer? Leak some of that <laughs> Yeah, leak some of that if Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are actually draws. Yeah, because, I mean, of course, yeah, okay, they sell shirts. So does everybody else. Like... Yeah, I think that could bring up a... A huge topic, bigger than even them, if if anybody really even draws anymore in the business, or if it's the business as a whole that is the draw now. Yeah. But it's not get off topic. All right. So after that, Lesnar continues on his uh, rage, and then chokes, um, Paul Heyman. Yeah. Which where? Brock, you're hurting me. I yeah. can't breathe. You're choking me. I can't breathe. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah for a second i was always wondering i wonder if he actually can't breathe because <laughs> brock had his knee on his like on his chest yeah. brock's a big guy <laughs> and like paul Heyman is is not a wrestler 
Yeah, that's true. But right now when you're saying Brock's a big guy. Also, when he asked Constable Corbin if he had a problem with him. Mm-hmm. It made me realize one of two things. He's not really that big of a guy. Right. Or Baron Corbin is huge. Yeah. Because they were about the same size. If yeah. not, Corbin might be a little taller. A little taller. Yeah. So that might have legitimized Corbin. Corbin, yeah. in your eyes? <laughs> in my eyes. He was already legit, but now he's too legit. Yeah. So that's just one thing I'd like to point out. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if all that stuff might have brought people's interest a bit more to wonder why um, Brock Lesnar is doing all these things. Why he's pissed at Paul Heyman. I don't know. It's interesting. What do you think? Um, I just hope that it brings more people to like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Because it seems like the collective now, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just that I am got tunnel vision on Twitter, is that people are actually tired of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I think I the everyone, the kind of common ground is they just want to see Brock Lesnar drop the, the title, and they need to use that. The fact that people don't want him with the title, they need to not use it in a way to make him even more of a heel and keep him with the title. Instead, they need to use it in the way where they get people behind Roman. Hmm. I feel like that it won't work. I don't know, man. They got they got people behind Roman with Jinder Mahal. You know? Uh, barely. Just for the time being. Until they go to some... Yeah, because... Until all right, they go say to they, Chicago and Chicago ruins it. <laughs> say they drop the title to uh, Roman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, woo, finally it's off of Brock. Anyone you put against Roman now for that title, Roman's going to get booed. Okay. It only helps for that moment. Sure. So, I don't know. Has there been talk about maybe Paul Heyman being Roman's advocate now? Oh, yeah. There's been a little mention of it. Hmm. Um, You mentioned it. Yeah, but that was in a very jokingly way. Yeah, just because we had a casual joke conversation of no it wasn't even a conversation i don't well, know well, out, out of nowhere i was just like ladies and gentlemen my name is paul Heyman, <laughs> the advocate of roman reigns and then like you know you you probably expected me to do the whole brock lesnar sure and i did the oh i said i said the advocate of the new reigning you yeah. know and you looked at me like wait where's it going yeah and i said roman reigns <laughs> and yeah so I don't know why I did that. It was kind of random when I said that, but um, and then this happens this week, right? Which is interesting. Um, no, don't put Paul Heyman with Roman. Definitely not. I don't think Paul Heyman works with anyone else except for Brock Lesnar. He doesn't work good with anyone. Sam Punk. He did. I, in my opinion, I'm sure there's plenty of. Grown men who have WWE bedsheets that loved CM Punk and Paul Heyman together. But in my opinion, 
Paul Heyman brought CM Punk's character down. Because CM Punk's already good on the mic. True. You don't need someone else to talk to him for him. Cesaro. Cesaro, at the time, was one of those people who could, probably could have used a really good mic uh, or a mouthpiece. They didn't do it well with Paul Heyman and Cesaro. They just didn't click together. Yeah. I don't think Paul Heyman clicks with anyone but Brock Lesnar. And Roman doesn't need a mouthpiece either. Either it's not like, you know. No, he's not terrible on the mic. He's not bad no. on the mic. He's just average, I'd say. He goes out there. He says what he needs to say, and that's it. And you know, he gets a reaction from it. So yeah. why put Paul Heyman to him? Um, Would it be interesting to see him, to see Paul Heyman come back, say after SummerSlam, uh, say after SummerSlam. Brock loses a title. Okay. Meaning, and then, so, Brock loses a title. He really doesn't have a reason to be around anymore, right? Right. Heyman, let's say he wants to work still. Okay. Like, because now he's not friends with Brock, which makes him no money. He needs to make money somehow. Sure. Assuming he's not a businessman. Does he show up after and look for a new client? And um, then we see that happen where he's going person to person looking for a client and then he lands someone like finally. Like the B team? <laughs> looking for a new yeah, someone exactly. to kind of entourage? Because like um, the he obvious... He could very well do it. I just... I can't see him working with anyone and it playing out well because the obvious thing everybody would want to see ronda rousey is yeah ronda rousey sure and i don't think that's the that's not the path that they need to put ronda in because ronda rousey she goes on tv she goes on interviews and she says oh i want to be a wwe superstar because i love the wwe while we all kind of know brock lesnar just likes money and he did this before. Why not come back and do it now for money? True. It's a different... I don't know. It's just different character, really. And uh, I, don't, I, I don't see Paul Heyman working with anyone else. But at the same time, like you said, I don't see the reason why Brock Lesnar would show up if he loses the title. Yeah. Well, who knows? But speaking of Ronda Rousey, she is back from her suspension she shows up backstage with natalia she ends up being ringside for natalia's match against alicia fox Mm -hmm. and alexa bliss was ringside with alicia fox which i didn't really understand why like there was no real story reason why no other than the fact they just wanted conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Um Alicia Alicia Fox killed it in the ring. Yeah. I'll say that much. Sure, yeah. Um she really put the boots to Ronda Rousey too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like I was scared for a second for Alicia Fox. Yeah. Um but then after that match, after the conflict that happened and everything we find out that next week Ronda Rousey will have her first match on Raw. The moment we've all been waiting for it yeah. is, and we all just me. 
No, I mean, I've been waiting for it. I've, I was like, right. when is she finally going to actually... She wants to be a WWE superstar. Yes. They. I'm pretty sure uh, the company wants us to look at her and think she's, you know, a legit wrestler. Right. And she's not being treated like a wrestler. She's being treated like a celebrity and mm-hmm. doesn't have matches unless they're at big events. So, we finally get... The moment we've been waiting for, and she gets her first match on Raw against Alicia Fox. Yeah, next week. Excited or not excited? Um, yeah, I'm excited, sure. Hope it's an actual match that goes, you know, 10 minutes and isn't interrupted by disqualification. Hmm. Probably um, will be. But Yeah, it probably will be. It'll probably but... be like a count out or something. It, it, I think they're still trying to yeah. play into the fact that she doesn't know the rules. Yeah. And something along those lines will happen. Sure. Um, as much as, you know, I'd rather just see a, a match with Ronda Rousey in it. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. What about um, Bailey and Sasha? They're still doing the tag team thing? Uh, yeah, they're just building up more. They gave them an official-esque name. They Which I had, hate. Yeah, stupid, terrible. They're trying to do like the rock and sock right. connection, and but it doesn't that rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> and the boss or what is it? The boss and hug connection. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't rhyme. Um, they got matching gear. They've defeated a legitimate tag team this week. Yeah, they're just building it up more and more that they're best friends again, and they're a great tag team together. And... Until they built it up so much, and then. Bailey turns heel and attacks Sasha. Sure, yeah. It's going to be that... I hope it's really that slow burner where they just go on and on and on and on and on. To the point where we forget that... They they hate each other, sure. exactly. Yeah, and then it just snaps and... Um, Let's talk about some Seth Rollins. The Seth Rollins energy. The Seth Rollins energy. Now, speaking of someone who draws... Yeah. Seth Rollins kills it every week. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying his energy. I feel like he has something that a lot of the other superstars don't have. And it's that drive, that want to do more. Right. Because it seems like... Alright, so when we're watching... when, So the whole idea, I guess, of wrestling really is, is like, you have to work your way to that main title position. Right. And when you look at it, at this moment, it seems like... Seth Rollins is the only one that has that drive. Yeah. And everybody else seems like, oh, we made it to the WWE. Sure, yeah. We found the dream. It's like and everyone else is is like, we're on TV. They want us to do this. Let's go yeah. out and do it. And Seth Rollins kind of looks at it as like. And Rollins, Rollins is still looking for a promotion. Sure. he's He goes out there like he's. Only got two minutes to go, and he has to he has to impress within the two minutes. Yeah, but really, he's got a thirty minute match in like close to the main. Was it the main event? Close to the main event. Close. It's close to the main event, and he's acting like he he's acting like he's holding on by a string, and he's about to get kicked out of the company or something. Yeah, and you got guys like who've been in the company forever, and they just kind of Randy Orton. You got the Randy Ortons. You got the. Zack Ryder's. Yeah. Who just kind of, they're just kind of there. Yeah, definitely. I think even you could say like 
guys like um, I don't know, like Revival. I feel like they want to prove that yeah, they are top guys, but they're just I feel like they're not putting energy into it. I don't know what's holding everyone else back from putting on an amazing match. Right. It could be a lot of backstage stuff. Could be. Which I'm sure it is. There's probably guys who go and they're like, all right, let's work with the producer. And the producer's probably like, you guys are going to do this. And then they're like, sure. They don't add anything to it, though. They don't ask, like, can we do this and this? There's probably a lot of that going on, I'm sure. And someone with Seth Rollins, he's been in the WWE for, you know, quite a bit. Hmm. Of course, you know, he's going to probably take initiative and be like, let's do this here and here. Let's do this. It could be stuff like that. It could. I think Steve Austin on his podcast. If you guys ever listen to his podcast, he he brings it up at least like every three episodes, of the guys like not willing to take risks and not yeah. willing to uh, branch out of what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what it is. I think a lot of people are just scared to do that. Maybe, but then you also hear stories of guys like like big, big cast. cast. Yeah, sure. So. You could understand why some people might fear right. doing that. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But I think other than Seth Rollins right now, no one... Well, I mean, you could say Finn has Finn had that energy. Yeah. He he still... He, he wrestles like he... Like, he's not a jobber to the stars right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think Drew McIntyre really has that right now. I think since his Raw return, he's been great. I didn't like him much in NXT, but mm. in my opinion, he's great on Raw. I think he's got a little bit of that. Maybe. Um, other guys on Raw, though, no, 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 not really. Rome. I mean, Roman has been pretty impressive lately. R- yeah, but... But it's not the same. Definitely not no, the same. No, no, it's not for the same reasons, I don't think. No. Not at all. No. Um... That's pretty much all I have for Raw. SmackDown. The Queen is back. The Queen is back. Sure. We were just talking about this last week where she was. And, and then she and she shows up. What are they? I odds? think they're listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the Queen is back. Um, but the show did start with Becky Balboa in the ring, right? Yep. And uh, was it Renee? It was Renee, yeah. Uh, interviewing how she felt about getting her chance to have a match for the title and which she did a great promo on. Then Carmella did some great heel work. I was believing yeah, her for a second. I was too. I was like, it oh. was really good. She kind of broke that fourth wall down just a little bit yeah. with her promo. And then, you know, and then she the goes in for out. the attack. Yeah. So yeah. Um that was really good. The queen comes back with the save. And then she gets a match where if she wins, she gets thrown into the title match at SummerSlam and it becomes a triple threat match, which I feel like is going to make what I've been wishing for happen. Yeah. Where Becky and Charlotte will then go into a feud. Um. Yeah. The way I see it going into SummerSlam, Carmella will probably leave the champion. I'll say that. And they're going to have a Batista Rey Mysterio like uh basketball? Ang- no, not that. No, Rey Mysterio 
and Batista angle where like Becky was just about to get the title. She got she was gonna get that three count, but of course the triple threat Charlotte breaks it up, and then Charlotte kind of tries to help her after the match is over and like let's stand up, and and Batista you know Batista the classic line like. Tired of my friends always stabbing me in the back. <laughs> I'll rip your head off. Boom. And then you're supposed to be my friend. It'll probably be that. So Becky will kind of explode and be like, dude. And then it gives that whole good story of I've been trying to claw my way to the top and you're always in my way. So yeah. now I got to take you out. I'd love it. Yeah. That would be the best story going on in post SummerSlam. All of WWE if that's what happens. Sure. So yeah. I mean, we summed up SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what else do I have here in my notes? Uh, oh, Zelina Vega's first match on Zelina's, the main roster. Sure, yeah. Against Lana. Question, whose song is better? Lana's song? Oh. Or Andrade Cien Almas? Of course, Andrade Cien Almas song. Of course. I don't like Lana's song, to be honest really? with you. Yeah, no, I'm not like a fan it. of it. You don't even know how it goes. <laughs> it goes dun, dun, ding, ding. No, that's like not that. how it goes at all. I don't know. I like it though. I um, really, I enjoy the song. I like I'll, that. What her... I will tell you though is that Lana's pretty good in the ring right now. Yeah. Well, how'd you feel about that match with? It was Lana okay. And Lana. It it wasn't anything special. I think they're just kind of trying to build up more and more. Yeah. Fill each other out a little bit. Right. First. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was okay. Um, Lana's cool in the ring. She's way better than, yeah. you know, expected way better than when she first started, you know, Oh yeah. Competing. I think one thing I also like about her move set and her character is she's involving that dance background that she has. Right. And she did that little spin a Rooney thing, which yeah. is cool. Mm-hmm. I think even commentary was surprised by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect this match to happen this week. I thought they were gonna. Yeah, they kind of they announced bit. it on Monday, I think, on social media. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So it was kind of a last minute, let's do it kind of thing, and I thought so too. I thought they're gonna hold it off. I thought they're gonna let the main focus of it be Rusev and Andrade. Yeah. With the undertones of Lana versus Zelina, and then wait until October to let it explode and have that match. Exactly. And um, Aiden English once again gets involved. Right. His uh, intentions are mixed up again because he caused another loss of one of his friends of Team Ru- of Lana from Rusev Day. <laughs> yeah, which is just weird. <laughs> why, why can't it be like Team Rusev or something? But they named it's them Rusev Team Day. or yeah Rusev Day instead. It's Rusev like, Day. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, he. Gets involved. It doesn't work the way he wanted it to. I also want to point out, I like the way that Almas played the same role that Zelina Vega usually plays. I like that they didn't just have him out the outside of the ring. Yeah. They okay. actually had him play the, the same kind of role, so that was cool. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's true. Um, So yeah, I think that, that storyline might get pretty good. With the whole Aiden English, Rusev, and Lana thing. Yeah. Because she goes backstage and tells Rusev pretty much like, I needed you there for me. Right. When you weren't. Right. Because you were still mad about last week. 
Yeah. So yeah, that could get pretty good. Um, pretty heated stuff. Yeah. Another storyline that might be really good. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Oh yeah, for that sure. That promo. The promo was it got amazing. pretty personal. It did. And I've been asking for that for a while. Yeah, for more personal stories and and yeah, they're listening. They are definitely listening. I need there's a someone, job. There, yeah, Stop there's someone listening. My ideas. <laughs> you can you can tweet me at Walk with Geo, my new Twitter handle, and tell me that you're listening. Yeah. Um. So that that promo was really good. Yeah. I also like, um, the commentary's uh, interpretation of it, which is true. Where he's like, they basically mention in Samoa Joe's head, him winning the title is a favor for AJ Styles' family. Instead of usually it's like the person's thinking, oh, I'm going to ruin your life and your family's life because I'm going to win and I'm going to beat you. But they mentioned oh, in Samoa Joe's head, he's doing the Styles family a favor Yeah, by, by taking the title. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. That's he the also, whole the whole like heel and face is just based on perception now. Sure, yeah. It's very Thanos esque. Samojo is Thanos. End of story. Hmm. <laughs> I mean don't forget about Braun Strowman. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, Braun Strowman is obviously the Hulk because then he has his his Alter ego, brain Strowman. <laughs> wow. True. He does get a little soft around Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Everything is wrestling. Everything. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, what else can we talk about on SmackDown um, that happened? I think we can't go without mentioning the New Day, man. I skipped all that. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my! Well, first of all, the New Day and and the Bar, or not the New Day and the Bar, the Usos and the Bar, great match, great of match, of course. Okay. But the New Day is so damn entertaining. Okay. I wish they would have done a better job at this. They kept weirdly transitioning from the main commentary to the New Day's commentary, like they weren't they didn't they weren't hearing each other oh, at okay. all the whole time, and so they would really awkwardly cut in the middle of someone's sentence over to the other people who were already in the middle of a sentence uh-huh. and then cut from that. So I feel like they should have done a way better job of that. There's probably a lot of great moments that the new day had on commentary that we just didn't hear. Cause we were listening to the, the regular actual thing. commentators, yeah. but man, they are so entertaining. I think the new day really brings out what everybody should be when watching wrestling because you got 30 40 year old men in the crowd shaking their hips like wearing a like a aj style shirt okay you know the new day i'm gonna say right now better never break up because <laughs> <laughs> i'll just stop watching wwe and this is what everybody has been hoping for yeah for, for... quite some time and now right. it seems like it's going they're just stronger and stronger yeah in opposite direction now people don't want yeah the breakup anymore yeah they just pull something like i want to shake the hand personally of whoever's idea was like let's just set up a table with pancakes right next to the commentary table and have the new day just say whatever <laughs> like without interruption of the other guys stopping them from saying anything great i hope they upload a video on youtube 
of the whole match with all with... of New Day commentary. I think that'd be hmm. amazing. Maybe I'd watch it. Y- you should. <laughs> Just for the New Day's commentary. That would get me to watch they were, oh, the tag man. match on they, SmackDown. I know for a fact they missed really great moments because at one point they were talking about how good the match was and they're rating it based on pancakes. They're giving them five <laughs> they're giving them five pancakes for the match. Wow. <laughs> so uh we need the full version of that. I know they WWE has it and they need to release it. But great. New Day is amazing. New Day versus the uh the bar to see who will face the Bludgeon Brothers, man. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Um the tag team division on SmackDown is not it's not um, calling my interest. I think the tag team division on SmackDown, excluding the champions, is better than Raw. Mm, I'd agree. But that's not saying much. <laughs> wow. I'd agree it's not saying, but it's not saying much. SmackDown's got their the strongest tag teams in terms of like match quality. On yeah. the roster. They yeah, got the Usos, they got the New Day, they got the Bar. I agree. Yeah, I mean... I think just nowadays I'm not interested in tag team action. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just wait until the... Until Triple H makes a tag team classic tournament. <laughs> no, thank you. That'll be amazing. Did we get any questions on Instagram this week? I didn't ask for questions this week on Instagram. Oh, Maybe I should have. Maybe I yeah. should have. Should I do it every week? Yeah, we should try every week. Okay. If we could get one good question, like, that's Yeah, that's enough. all it takes. Um, I think it's also pretty fair to point out that SmackDown is getting better ratings than Raw. It's not for no reason. It's, I mean... They're, and I um, kind of agree. SmackDown has been entertaining to me. For... And their video packages for, like, the ones that they show on Monday mm-hmm. to, like, like, oh, tune in to find out. Yeah. Really good. Like, they're, like, color grading them, like, cinematically. And right. I think that's one thing that is helping them stand out. Yeah. I think SmackDown... And Paige is just a really good general manager. Yeah, I wanted to kind of... Like, bring up... So, a lot of people were, like, saying that evolution mm-hmm. becoming a thing is forcing history. But I think it's helping create actual history because I think the, the focus really on SmackDown was the woman the whole night. To yeah, me. I mean, they main evented. The main, they started the show. They, started, they main yeah. evented. They had that uh, Zelina Vega-Lana match. Uh, Renee did the interview... Mm-hmm. Paige is the general manager, and for once, a female general manager who's not a heel. Yeah. I think so far, like looking, yeah, looking towards evolution, I think everything's pretty great. And I don't think, I, I don't think necessarily any of that has to do with it. With no evolution, I, no, not necessarily. But it just, I it's, think it's great to feel this good about the women's division, knowing that in two months. They're gonna have a yeah. all women's pay per view. Yeah, that's true. I just wish they would have named it something different. Cause when you said evolution right now, uh, I just imagined Triple H in an oversized suit. Yeah, you want all right. So <laughs> you want me to add to that what you just said? Okay. So Mark Jindrak, you know Mark Jindrak? Yeah. Professional wrestler. Mark Jindrak 
uh, many, not too many people know, was supposed to be in Randy Orton's position in Evolution. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not too many people know that. Either Randy or Batista's, but he was supposed to be in Evolution okay. for sure. After the announcement of Evolution, the pay-per-view <laughs> okay. came out. Mark Jindrak goes to Twitter. I don't think he really knew, <laughs> paid attention to why Evolution was being talked about. Because he he was tweeting like, oh, after all these years and you people are still mentioning Evolution. Like, blah, blah, blah. Look at Triple H. <laughs> he puts a picture of fat Triple H and then like now Triple H is like, yeah, look at you fat ass. Like, did you <laughs> did you pass a wellness test? Uh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So you're not the only one confused with evolution. It wasn't a good decision to name it that. <laughs> oh man! It was either that or they just should have named, shouldn't have named that tag team evolution. Yeah, someone should go back in time and just stop yeah. it from happening. Wait, and and you you won't believe it. In, maybe, in 2018, there'll be an all women's pay per view named Evolution. They're just like maybe, what? Maybe the WWE. They're very known for erasing history. Oh, sure. And they'll erase the fact that that was a tag team. And yeah. they'll be like, remember when Triple H, uh, Ric Flair, Batista, and Randy Orton were part of a team to show the generations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pretend they'll like the... the generational tag yeah, team. Yeah, they'll pretend that was the name the whole time. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much the podcast this yeah. week. Anything else you would? <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. Like I'm just not good at outros. Sure. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Um, like I always say, leave some reviews. Ask us some questions. You can follow me on Twitter at New Age Rudel. You can follow my co-host at his new Twitter handle, Walk with Geo. Once again, that's Walk with Geo. So yeah, thanks for listening. Last question. Would you rather see Unfiltered with Renee Young be brought back on the network or Culture Shock with Corey Graves brought back? Um, Unfiltered with Renee Young. All right, thanks for listening.